Checking it, checking it. My name is Cameron and I'm here to say I'm about to start this podcast in a major way. Chancey's on the beat, he's hitting that cream, hitting that dreamy, dreamy ice cream dream. Love it. I'm going to leave that in. Okay. So here we are. This is our We're popping the top. super cold open. Ooh, it's our ice ice cold open. open. Did you hear that? Uh, oh my! Wonderful. It's very melty. <laughs> I love it. So, recently we saw, and I saw them at Walmart, and told my friends, and I feel like I saw it on social media too. Um, but little Debbie launched a line of ice creams based on their little packaged snacks. Yeah. And so we have two of them here with us. Chance has Nutty Bunny, which he just took a bite and seemed to be sent into rapture. It was it was fantastic. Um, and I have Swiss Roll. Oh, that's chocolatey than which, I thought it was. I, me be. too. But I mean, a Swiss Roll's pretty chocolate. It's true. So I'm going to try it. This is one of our, our classic food review mm, podcasts. Is it good? Mm-hmm. Swiss rolls are probably my favorite little Debbie snack cat snack cake. Oh, I'm sorry, I took this one from you. I'm well, not. I don't really care for nutty bars. I love nutty bars. I also offered you um, strawberry shortcake, strawberry shortcake, and, and honey, cos- bun. honey bun, not cosmic brownie. I would not take cosmic brownie. Mm-hmm. Don't tell my friends. Don't really like cosmic brownies that much. You know, I don't care for them either. This tastes like a Swiss roll. Mm-hmm. They got the flavor down really good. See, the thing is. We live in Oklahoma, and we have a really good, like, local ice cream place, like, to Oklahoma. Brahms is what it's called. And I feel like they have just a really stellar chocolate ice cream that is just really hard to stack up against. And I don't feel like the base chocolate of this really quite gets there, but just the overall pleasantness of the Swiss roll. It's true. Texture and things going on really does add to it. This tastes a lot like Nutty Bar in ice cream form. I mean, if you like Nutty Bars... There you go. I mean, that's the one. No, this is good. Chance earlier, when talking about ordering things from Taco Bell, referred to himself as an adventurous eater, which made me laugh because eating whatever random things the crackpots at Taco Bell come up with is not what I think of when I think adventurous eater. So you're a lot more like my girlfriend because my girlfriend always sees the things I buy and she's like, what is that? And I'm like, it's Cinnamon Toast Crunch Popcorn. What do you mean, what is it? I was, and she's like, well, why do you have it? Why do you need it? And I'm like, I don't understand the question. To experience it, I haven't had it before. So what he's saying is he's a mark, and they see him coming a mile away. And like whatever sort of nonsense we make up, we know who's going to buy it. Sure. Chance. by Whatpad, unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron, and boy are we ever brought to you by Wattpad. Is it Wattpad or Whatpad? I've always said Whatpad. I've never said anything, because we're in a whole new world. <laughs> Dazzling's a strong word, but a dazzling place I never knew. <laughs> a dazzling place I never knew. But now that I'm way up here, it's crystal clear, I cannot go back. 
to where I used to be. <laughs> That's kind of sad, actually. Every turn was a surprise. <laughs> um, so in preparation for this episode... A new horizon to explore. <laughs> I read um, the opening paragraphs <laughs> of several... Um, Let's call them works of art. And uh, several times did I uh, see read about Eric trembling with excitement when he sees Jack in a whole new way. Um, several times uh, Jack looked at Eric in a way he just never knew before. Uh, one time uh, Maya, or no, Riley was crying because she broke up with Lucas to explore her feelings for Maya. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We're talking about the wonderful world of fanfic. Wonderful world of fanfic. I feel like we're burying the lead a little bit. Not really, because not the lead, but... How are you doing, Chance? Oh, I'm doing great. <laughs> um, I feel like we just skipped over all the pleasantries. It's true. Because we just ha- we found such a rich vein <laughs> that we are just mining for all that it's worth today. <laughs> I want to say up front, because Chance is right, we're in the wonderful world of fanfiction today. Mm-hmm. I have nothing at all against the people who have created these things that we're going to be talking about. Absolutely not. We are going to poke fun, but it is light teasing. Uh-huh. Um, because, to be honest, if you created something, good for good you. Good for you. Like, this podcast is a creative outlet for Cameron and I. Certainly not uh, anything else. Yeah. Uh, we we enjoy uh, riffing on here and writing on here. Um, and writing is hard. Mm-hmm. If you if you wrote something... Good on you. Good on you. That's beautiful. I have finished one novel-sized project in my entire life. I am 33 years old. I've done a lot of academic writing, mm-hmm. but no, definitely nothing like this. Though, I did want... I wrote some fan fiction one time. I've said it before. It's my villain origin story. Because we had a free writing assignment for my English class. And I wrote a 10-page Final Fantasy Tactics Advance fan fiction. And my teacher didn't even read it. She just put a check mark on it. And oh. I turned it in. Do you have it? No. We need to do a dramatic reading of this. It was good. It most certainly was not good. <laughs> let's be real. I mean, let's parse out fan fiction. It's written by amateurs. Uh-huh. Um, doesn't make it any less valid. No. It's just not um, part of the established writing style mm-hmm. that everyone is. Sometimes it's a little rough around the edges. Yeah. A lot of times it's... Wish fulfillment fantasies. Um, as I Sometimes said, sometimes it's very sexual. I I came I came up with this idea, pitched it to Cameron, and then he was like, "Are are we doing like dirty fanfic?" And I was like, "I don't think we'll have to," because in my mind, I legitimately thought there's gonna be some of that, but mixed in with others. Uh, it's mostly gonna be the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then I started reading, and it literally took me twenty pages, like or twenty. Um, different entries to get to a fanfic <laughs> that wasn't two of the characters of the same gender <laughs> discovering that uh-huh. they were in love with each other most of them jack and eric which i get it yeah i i, I get it yeah um a couple of cory and sean's one topanga and angela and one riley and maya gotcha gotcha um I only read the openings of these. I'm sure they were lovely stories. Um, There was one that started with Topanga, but its big tag was polyamory. And I was just like, you know, I'm not going to I'm just going to leave that one. That's not for... That's for someone else. (laughs) Yeah. Someone else is going to love it. Um, If these are the types of things you want to read, I am 
all for it and you go ahead. I will not judge you in any way. It's just not what I wanted to read. Uh-huh. I wanted to read some good old self-insert fanfic. Someone creating their own episode and putting themselves in the center of it. Um, that is not what I got in my fanfic. I didn't really that much either. Like, sort of. <laughs> we'll get into what I ended up reading some of. It's a journey. <laughs> I'm very excited. Um, so, yeah. We're gonna we're just going to take a nice short dive into Boy Meets World fanfic yeah. today. The world of Boy Meets World fan fiction. And maybe it's a world we'll revisit someday. Part, yeah, maybe part it's one of question mark if this is twitter it'd be one backslash who knows who knows how long this will go i feel like if people enjoy our segments regularly if people are like i love it when they talk about random crap this is the segment episode i feel like this is the episode because we started with a food review Mm -hmm. yeah as the as the cold open now we're gonna go into a new segment about fanfic that will not be a regular segment but could come back it could we got a yeasty boys and then we're I'm calling it a soft launch <laughs> into maybe a every once in a while bonus bonus thing episode. that we do. Yep, we got a soft launch. And um, then there'll oh, be our last uh, limit break for a little bit. Yeah, the last limit break for a little bit after that. So it's just going to be a segment episode. Um, Lucky you. I figured out the title before we even started recording. Good. So, boys meet fanfic in the city. Love it. <laughs> No girls here. <laughs> if you're wondering what the heck that last part could mean, just wait. Oh, oh, we're we've getting mentioned there. it before, but um, you probably didn't think we were serious. So yeah, let's just jump into it. Let's talk about our fanfic. Who's going first? Um, I will go first. Okay. So just to, for all you at home, we did not. We both picked different, um, like popular fanfic sites. And then found a fanfic on there to read. I have not read or heard about what Cameron's is about. Well, I know a little bit about what it's about, just because he. Because I told you a little bit. Yeah, you you just told me like the basic premise, and then I found one, um, and he does not know what it's about. He just knows kind of a bit of a of a premise. Uh-huh. So yes, I was on Wattpad, mm-hmm. who brought you this episode. Um, I've never heard of it before. This is a new world to me. Um, but if you just go on Wattpad and look up Boy Meets World stories, this is actually number two on like the What's Hot list. And at least from what I can have seen, it is the most widely read Boy Meets World fanfic. Oh, no, there's more. Oh, dear. There's so much more. Um, but it's, it's number two on the list. It's called Set Apart. Um, it's tagged Comedy, Writer Strong. Um, yeah, it's, basically, it's kind of pitched as a Sean Hunter story, but it doesn't really go that way. It's by someone named Property of O'Brien. Um, and it's very long. I did not finish it. I think <laughs> I read about 10 chapters out of 75. Um, so good on you, Property of O'Brien. Um, yeah, again, what these people are doing is not simple. Uh-huh. And I know that it's fun to like poke fun at fanfic because of like tropes and things. But we don't want to do that. We also want to give these people kudos. Yeah, for real. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to get started. So, basically, at least what I've read, I read the... It was basically the entirety of the first season of Boy Meets World, just told with an additional character that's best friends with Corey and Sean. It's a female character by the name of Christina. <laughs> Christina Carrillo. Oh. So, a little bit of fun 
different ethnicity in there. Um, so it's exciting. Um, but yeah, so it starts with her like first day of school, probably like kindergarten, and she's like, oh, daddy, I'm so nervous to go to school. And then she meets Corey and Sean, which... As we know from a recent episode that we watched, they weren't friends yet on that first day of school. Maybe she came later in the year <laughs> after they were already friends. Um, but they become friends with her. And then it basically cuts to, in the next chapter, it's like episode one. <laughs> and a lot of the ten or so chapters that I've read like track beat for beat with moments of the first season. Uh-huh. And so there's even like just dialogue. Like you get Corey getting a candy bar and then Mr. Feeney ragging on him about it and talking about space string astronauts suck up, learn from them. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it kind of follows that. Um, and so it was just it kind of strange. This is interesting. Okay, keep going. Because it's told mostly through the perspective of this other character. And it kind of drops hints here and there about who she is and like kind of her, her own thing. Like... The moment where, you know, Corey feels, like, um, bad about his hair. And so they're going to straighten it. It's her that's like, my mom has some product at home. Um, It's her biological mom who she doesn't get along with. It starts to get into that. But doesn't really give us more. I'm sure in the other, you know, 60 chapters that I didn't read, it really gets into that. (laughs) But, But, like, they go there and it's like, she and Sean are just, like, going along. Um... And so she gets it, and then but she's there in those moments, um, where just throughout throughout the whole thing. And then where I kind of stopped reading, it was like the, you know, puberty, your hormonal telegram. Sean like falls for the girl, then Corey falls for Topanga, and she's like, "This is dumb." And then um, she falls for a boy. That's not Sean or Corey, but Sean seems jealous that she's interested in this other boy. <laughs> and so I'm sure that would continue i mean it's called a sean story so i'm sure that there's going to be like her yeah getting together with sean maybe she was the one that sean was always meant to be with uh-huh. that's definitely how it feels <laughs> um it's just really interesting because it's like this inserted character and they're just there's kind of in there doing stuff like she flirts with eric a lot um but then when topanga you know she has a crush on eric and like she gets mad that topanga has a crush on eric I'm like no that's my man um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It was a weird. It was a weird thing. It was. It's a story about a girl who's like, in between the scenes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes she says the lines that the characters say. Some like she's the one who like, does the setup or whatever. Um, yeah. It's just. It. It was what I was expecting, but it wasn't what I was expecting. Interesting. Like I was expecting more to happen and maybe i'm sure more does like as popular as it is and as long as it is like there has to be something different that happens but it just hadn't happened yet like when i started she came back from summer camp having matured it sure it sure makes a point of pointing that out about a 12 year old girl which is not my favorite thing (laughs) (laughs) um a bit gross but uh they're 12 year old boys i guess um yeah i mean yeah, we we know. Um, but they're, like, coming up with their plan to go, like... Or Corey has a plan to, like, be one of Harley Kiner's guys. And Sean and Christine are like, no, that's dumb. And she's like, I'm going to just go through and coast through high school with my two best buds. Um, I highly doubt that's how it's going to go. <laughs> and then I stopped reading because we came to record this. 
It's yeah, you wouldn't have put it down otherwise. Otherwise, I was glued to my phone, just scrolling through, seeing what happened to Christina. Uh, that's fun. You were you were kind of down on it before. I mean, and I'm like, that's kind of fun. It just it doesn't it didn't feel fun to read. Okay, was the thing. Um, again. I've not done this. This isn't like you should feel bad about yourself. There's just like a lot of, you know, like spelling errors and grammar stuff. But I mean, that's going to happen. Yeah. And then sometimes, and this isn't like, oh, I hate hearing that. But there was like language in it. Like bad language. Like the F word and stuff. I'm like, this doesn't That's not this world. Like, I, trust me, I have no doubts that 11 and 12 year olds talk like that. Because I'm around them all the time. Well, and I talked like Um, that. I didn't. But all my friends did. I just never have been, um, but it just it doesn't feel right. Yeah, it doesn't feel right for Boy Meets World. That's for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, like something happens. I forget what it like. Topanga, look, like they find her notebook and she's like, "Oh shit!" Like the the Mrs. Eric Matthews, and then she's like, "Oh hell no!" And it's just like this is this just doesn't it doesn't feel right. Yeah, in the world of Boy Meets World, kids just don't do that. Uh-huh. It's like a. I mean, like, Harley speaks with, like, an almost old English cadence. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, Frankie's like a warrior poet. Yeah. And those are, like, those are like the bad kids who would mm-hmm. cuss in front of teachers. Yeah. Their, their version of a cuss word is, like, hitherto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the object of my despise. <laughs> Ooh, got it. In their world, he just basically dropped 10 F-bombs. Uh-huh. He went nuclear on him. Sure. So yeah, that was set apart. I'm not exactly sure why it's called that. I don't really intend to continue to read it to find out. Oh, um, <laughs> if any of you at home wanna wanna read all of Set Apart and summarize yeah, it, yeah, tell us how it goes. I don't think there's like a Cliff Notes version of <laughs> fan fiction on Wattpad. You'd be surprised, but maybe there's a market for that. It's true. You know, fan fiction gets a surprising number of readers. I mean, this one, this one has 559,000 reads. Oh, dang. 16.1K votes. Six and, six and a half hours to read it all. It's very long. Like, yeah. That's as long as full-length books. Um, yeah, a few hundred pages. Just so many chapters. If I were reading that one, I would probably go find moments from the show that I like want to get their Uh takes yeah and then like the main character christina suddenly at the end of season one it's like and i was at home by myself and i was playing my piano and then it's like and i put in the tape to for bohemian rhapsody and played along and sang along and it just has like the lyrics of bohemian rhapsody sure um which is whatever but then then she goes to like music camp over the summer she's like turns out i have perfect pitch who knew? And she's like, this feels very much like a Mary Sue kind of... I mean, what you're describing is like a Mary Sue story. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. Which you told me what that was. Uh-huh. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, go back and listen to Boys Red Lobster. Oh, yeah. Red Lobster with the boys. Where Chance tells me what that word means. <laughs> yeah, so you have now read a story with a Mary Sue in it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you have now... You... Look at me. <laughs> you found the horse and its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I made it drink. <laughs> We've lost that analogy. It's gone. 
<laughs> this is interesting because yours and mine are actually quite related. Um, Were they both written by property of, of O'Brien? I don't know. I don't think so because they only have one other story that they wrote. Um, let me see. Mine was written by Disney Folklore. Hmm. Yeah, this author only has one other, and it's a um, it looks like a Criminal Minds themed uh, fanfic. But it only has 444 reads. The um, author that I... And I'll use the word author. I'm not going to bash on them. Has the um, chapters that I read, it looks like. Oh, and she has... Or I'm guessing she. That's not fair. Uh, They... Let's say that. Uh, Have a few more Girl Meets World ones that I didn't see. They they aren't related to this. And then... um, which to, website are you using? Uh, Archive of Our Own. Huh. I've literally heard of none of these. <laughs> I literally Googled fanfic websites. I'm going to see if they have any Final Fantasy Tactics fanfic. <laughs> and if not, I'm going to try to dig up my old one and submit it. Uh, I'm trying to see how many reads mine's gotten. Um, oh, about 8,000. <laughs> That's kid stuff. Yeah, I guess. That's a rookie numbers. you got to pump those numbers. Well, I sorted by... Um, by kudos, the highest number of kudos hmm. that things had gotten. So people who read this one like it. So I used the, the website archive of our own, like I said, and mine is called uh, Girl Meets BMW. Oh. Um, and the way that yours and mine is similar is that mine mostly consists of literally the transcripts of episodes. Oh. Like... So I'll just tell you about mine, and then we'll discuss more in depth of all this. Um, so mine starts out with one chapter, and it's um, Sean receiving a coupon in the mail for a free movie at some movie place. Uh-huh. And he thinks it's a scam. Um, so he is going to throw it away. Um, like a movie rental place? No, like a movie, a, theater. A movie theater place. Uh, until Corey enters his house unannounced. He's like, Shawnee, guess what I got in the mail? And uh, they they do... I feel like the voices of the characters are actually quite well done in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of the caricatures of the characters that Girl Meets World presents. Mm-hmm. See, I feel like mine did a good job portraying the characters because they were literally saying the dialogue from the show. Yes. Um, so this is a little different. It's It's a little different, but it's... We'll get there, because it's actually quite the same. So the first... But the first chapter is... And and Corey's like, I got this coupon in the mail, and we're going to the movies. (laughs) Um, I actually got one for every member of my family. And uh, Sean's like, well, how did you know that I got them? And he's like, I didn't. I just thought you'd want to go to the movies with us. Um, So Corey, Riley, and Topanga got tickets. Not Augie? No, they make a point that Augie um, is with Ava and Doi. Mm. Um, well, good. At least we know he's somewhere. Yeah, we know he's safe. He's just my favorite character from that <laughs> entire show. <laughs> I have my reasons. We'll probably get into it at some point. Um, well, and the whole thing is that they are going to go see... They all want to see the new Star Wars movie, Rise of Skywalker, but none of them wants to pay for a ticket. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Augie's already seen Rise of I've still of never Skywalker. seen that movie. Yeah. And it sounds it, about right. Uh and Augie has already seen it, so he's he's not gonna uh, come. Um, so they get there, the six of them, 
and they meet uh, Minkus Farkle and I- Isabella. Is that her name? Jennifer. No. Um, oh, Isadora. Um, Isadora Smackle. Smackle. Not Spackle. That's a different thing. And uh, Minkus got the tickets too. And then uh, Zay, Lucas, and um, one other person. I don't remember. Who even knows? They, they all got the tickets. And then Amy, There's Allen, another character in that show? <laughs> Amy, Allen, and Feeny all show up with tickets. Oh, Feeny's here. And, Does uh, Eric show up? Yeah. Eric, Jack, Angela. Uh, Eric, Jack, Angela... Um, is Rachel there? No, Rachel isn't there. Well, because she's not in the show. Um, she's doing other things with her time. Eric, Jack, Angela, and um, I'm forgetting a few people, but there's 19 of them. 19 <laughs> of them show up for the movie. Mr. Turner there? Yeah, Turner was there. And uh, there, the the author even makes a, a thing of pointing out. Riley thought it was strange that 19 people showed up for a free movie, mm-hmm. even people who didn't live in the same state. Were both Morgans there? Just one Morgan. Rats. <laughs> really missed an opportunity there um, to play with that little conundrum. But like, they're like, why did these people show up? For the author even's like, why did these people show up for this movie who live in different states? <laughs> and he tells them that uh, they want to go to see the new Star Wars, and he's like, we only have 18 seats in the new Star Wars or something like that. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, All right, Feeney, that just, just won't work. Um, and he's like, but we do have a new technology at this movie theater, and it has exactly 19 seats. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so this sounds far more fun and silly than what I read. Uh, and... Corey's like, we'll do it. And they're like, don't you want to know what it is? And he's like, we're together. What could be bad? Um, there's a lot of optimism. And they're like, well, this new technology, as you enter, will scan your brains and create and create a show out of your memories. <laughs> the most shared memories will get the will get the um, the focus. So they will scan your memories, and then oh they will play on the screen for you. So they all go in, and then the first... So that's the prelude chapter. Uh-huh. And then the first chapter is just called Pilot. And it is literally the transcript of the episode interspersed with the Girl Meets World characters commenting on it. <laughs> so it's like a mystery science <laughs> theater 3000 yes. Boy Meets World verse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> Uh, the the same thing, like, I read the riff with Feeny, like, um, the astronauts must suck up, learn from them, and Maya's like, hey, you always get on to me for talking back to my teachers, but look at what you're doing. <laughs> um, and at one point, <laughs> this was the funniest through line of this whole thing. Like, it's what I lived for, for all seven chapters that I read. Um, but... There, at one point, they were talking to that that person at the lunch table, like doing the whole like last or er, monologue, monologue last sketch, like uh-huh. monologue last sketch first guest, and then after they do all that, Maya goes, "Who's that other kid?" And Corey just is like, "I don't know. He was just a boy who was sitting there." And and Sean's like, "Yeah, he was. There, he was just a boy who was sitting there. You know, there were there were other boys that sat there." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like <laughs> the death seat <laughs> and they're like <laughs> the girl's like what happened to them like are you guys still friends 
And like throughout the, the six, seven chapters that I read, they comment on this every time there's a boy sitting in that seat in the very last one. Um, like Corey starts to panic and has wide and makes wide eyed eye contact with Sean. But nothing happens, it just keeps going on. <laughs> oh no, that will eventually, you know. Well that's all play out. What I've read is all there uh-huh. is. Oh. <laughs> the the seven chapters I've read is all there is. <laughs> but they like jokingly talk about the the Death Seat kids and that they keep disappearing. <laughs> Where are they going? And I mean, sacrifice to fuel this this machine. It's so funny because like there's there's no greater story playing in the background. Like there's no like Riley's dealing with a problem and she's working it out by watching her dad. Uh-huh. Like it's literally just the characters commenting on, on episodes. Uh-huh. That's funny. <laughs> it was it was a delight. Um, that seems like a <laughs> that just seems like a fun like writing exercise. <laughs> Just to like do that, it they did um, pilot and then they skipped to uh, Corey's alternative friends. So those are the first three chapters, mm-hmm. and those are the only three chapters I read fully. Uh-huh. Um, when we moved on to Boy Meets Menza, an episode we famously hate, Boys to Menza or Boys to Menza. No, thank you. Um, I, I I read a lot of the the response dialogue and kind of skimmed what was above it mm-hmm. just to kind of remember what, what the scene was about. And I read a lot of the response dialogue, but I didn't like, I don't know. I didn't like commit it to memory. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of skimming because after reading basically two boy meets world transcripts, like yeah, transcribed kinda... exactly. I was like, Okay. I know these episodes. Like, I just... So I started looking for just, like... The other stuff. Well, yeah, and the scenes that, like, I knew they would want to comment on. Mm-hmm. Like, um... Oh, what's one? Probably in the class where he takes off the baseball cap and his hair stays that way. Oh, well, you read all of that one. Yeah, yeah, I read all of Cora's Alternative Friends. Um, I read the stuff about, um, prejudice in uh-huh. a Teacher's Bet. Yeah. Um... I made sure I read that and the comments about um, Isadora and Farkle are giddy that they get to see Corey's first time ever teaching because he's their teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, no comment from Farkle about being Jewish? I don't think so. Yeah, because I know there's an episode in Girl Meets World where that's like a whole thing. Where he like finds mm-hmm. out he had like ancestors who survived the Holocaust. Yeah, I guess. no, I don't think that was in there. Uh, but it was... I don't know. It was delightful. I don't want to like just sit and read it because uh-huh. <laughs> like I got it. Uh-huh. I got it. I and I did like I read most of the response dialogue, even if I didn't read all the re- script, read all the transcripts. Yeah, that could get tiresome. It, it, I mean, it did. Um, but there was like they took the opportunity to like explain inconsistencies. Like Maya and Riley freak out when Stacy's mentioned. Um, <laughs> Well, obviously, it's because it's Christina Carrillo that has the hair stuff, not ah, Sean's sister. Not Sean's sister. But we also know that Sean created his sister as a coping mechanism mm-hmm. because, because his brother Jack. Because Jack wouldn't write him back. Exactly. That's one hundred. We know. We know. But this this wonderful fanfic writer decided. Well, so when Jack shows up in the very first chapter, the prelude chapter, mm-hmm. um, Maya's like, "Who's this guy?" Because I guess Jack never meets Sean, Maya. Yeah, he's like, 
He goes to their school dance. Yeah, but it's mostly an Eric thing, right? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. This is when he's become a senator. Yeah, I think, I think so. at that point. And I think that band that sings that, say, Geronimo song is in that episode, too. Oh, didn't realize. There's some interesting musical guests in Girl Meets World. We'll have to talk about them. No, we don't. <laughs> um, but Jack shows up and... I was like, who's this guy? I was like, it's my brother. And she's like, I have an uncle? Like, <laughs> like, and he's like, oh yeah, I guess you've never met Jack. It just never came up. Never came to his John's wedding. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, so, a play on that scene is when Stacy's mentioned. But the author, like, they go into um, this whole thing about, like, how Stacy is Jack and Eric's half-sister. Um, and they don't talk about her much because six months. We don't talk about Stacy. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, at six months after um, this, of uh, the events of this happened, she ran away with a boyfriend and was never heard from again. Oh no! <laughs> That's even darker than our coping mechanism theory. <laughs> yeah, and um, and like, there's this whole scene where. Jack asks, like, Sean, like, I never did get to meet her. What was she like? <laughs> so Sean is like, well, to an 11-year-old boy, she was just an annoying older sister. But she was a really wonderful woman. <laughs> like, there's no conflict. Like, uh-huh. Except for Sean and uh, Corey being concerned about the death seat. Yeah. Wide eyes. looking. That's funny, though. Yeah. So it was, I don't know. It was fun. Um, they explain how uh, Topanga calls her parents Jedediah and Chloe, but later on it becomes Rhiannon. Uh-huh. So um, Topanga explains that her name is uh, Rhiannon Chloe something Lawrence. I forget what the other name is. And um, she just went by whatever name she spiritually felt drawn to at the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's very fun. So I... You know what? When we have to start explaining away to make a parent's one. name, we got one. Yeah, we got it. Why they look different? We got to figure that one out. <laughs> Thanks, Disney folks. Yeah, good work. Peter <laughs> Tork wasn't available. Is he alive? I don't know when he died. He might have been dead. I don't know. I'm gonna Google something. Another famous bit. Camera Google something. Peter Tork. Google something. No, he died in 2019. Okay. He would have been around. He's probably just, you know, too big of a get. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Hey, condolences, Torque family. Yeah, condolences. But he was around. <laughs> he could have done it. But he was a very different character later. Uh-huh. Like a jerk. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was the fanfic I read. Wow, that sounds like fun. It, you know, I, I didn't hate it. I'm it, glad that I got... It was ridiculous and silly. A classic self-insert. Like, I don't know if it's a self-insert or not. Well, they literally... It's an insertion of a character. I don't know if it was meant to represent them or not. I can't imagine any other reason. Um, But, yeah. Yeah. What a fun time. (laughs) Uh, Yours sounded more enjoyable than mine. In some ways, I would have liked twists to the scene like yours. And it became painfully obvious throughout all of mine that, like... All of the reactions were happening in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there were little through lines like the death seat, but like there was no like building story or 
the the students learning about the parents or there's no singing of bohemian rhapsody there's no singing that's of for bohemian sure rhapsody. it turns out i have perfect pitch <laughs> who knew <coughs> i just hear a note and i can play it perfectly turns out i have perfect pitch maybe my new catchphrase <laughs> turns out i have perfect pitch i don't know um but yeah man i just have this feeling that yours is gonna go some places and when the exits are formed, she is just going to serenade Sean and they're going to have a love song oh, together. Okay. I'll keep reading. <laughs> I'll report back. Okay. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for you, Chance. I'm doing this for you, dear listener. Because I don't care. But I kind of just want to know why it's called Set Apart. <laughs> You get to that. Other than the fact that the character is set apart and not really actually interacting within the universe. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, I I found mine delightful and just the the idea of it delightful. I'll do this. Let me see exactly how many chapters I read. So if you're wanting to continue, you can know where to skip to. Um, I don't want to sign up for Wattpad. Leave me alone. No one needs to know. Cameron's a hater. Cameron does not respect fanfickers. No, I just don't want to sign up for this. <laughs> you know, I'm signing up. Are you happy? <laughs> Why are you signing up? Stop it's it. It's not letting me read. It's not letting me look. Have you, have you read, read your limit? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Here, let me look for it. Set apart. Boy meets world fanfic okay here we go i think i was was i on chapter 10 i think i was on chapter 9 they made a little cover for theirs oh this was okay um no no i think i was on chapter 11 maybe further no i finished 11 let me find the let me find the perfect pitch line okay so uh ready well they taught me how to do better warm-up so i don't damage my voice i got better with piano and apparently i have this thing called perfect pitch so basically, I can hear a song and know exactly what note to play on the piano. How fun is that? I'm on chapter 12. So that's through the first 11 chapters. That's tracks with season 1. Um, technically, chapter 11 is the start of season 2. But okay. the first day of school is chapter 12. I just I just found the, the Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> I love it. This really appeals to the bad movie lover in me. And I really do mean that with all of the... the Respect. Yeah, that I can muster. can't believe I'm signed up for this <laughs> website. <laughs> oh, gosh. If you were out there and you write or read fanfic, it's fine. Like, I Okay, I'm going to go back to the deconstruction episode for a minute while you're looking up this. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Okay. But you can go ahead. I have always hated the term come as you are to worship that christians say because it implies there's an implied standard and even if you are apart from that standard you can come worship and in it's supposed to be this really inclusive statement but really what it's saying is there are us and there are them and they are welcome but they are not us mm-hmm. um that's how it's always come off to me and i don't want to seem like we're saying we're normal fanfic. We're figures. the standard. <laughs> yeah. And you must adhere to us. We're normal, and people who do fanfic are weird. But we are people who have never engaged in fanfiction, in writing or 
reading. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you've read some. I'm a writer, Chance. I've Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. That's true. The story of the crystals. I sort of, kind of have a DC Comics fanfic a little bit. Really? Well, I had this idea about what if there was a DC Comics world, but everyone got their powers ba- based on magic. Like, not like... Aliens or technology. Yeah, there was no aliens or technology. Metahumans. So I changed around some of the powers and how some of the characters worked. And I reworked it into my own thing. But I created this world in a story. Uh Where a boy is created um, by an evil businessman in a magical laboratory. Uh Because it's still kind of modern day. uh, To be a vessel that he can... Yes, actually. Uh, to be a vessel for almost unlimited power. And then a man steals him away from that place and leaves him with a family in Minnesota. Uh-huh. Um, and he grows up as a normal boy until a magical being gives him. A, a, a magical air dragon, if you must know. Mm-hmm. Of course. Gives I, him, not, I needed to. Gives Thank you. him all of its power. And he basically becomes like the Superman of that world. Gotcha. Well, um, in my fanfic, I described Vieira as basically deer, but people. Oh. And bong. Is it. What are they? Bonga? They're fuzzy alligators, but people. Mm hmm. Fuzzy alligators, <laughs> but people. Love it. Um, so I guess we've both kind of, sort of done fanfic. You know, we've, we've dabbled. I've never read any fanfic until this. No, this was my first time. And when I'm like, oh, I, I just didn't come into this expecting that I'd be signing up for this website to do this, but I'm yeah. doing it for you all. Yeah, and, and like I said, we don't want to come off as, like, judgmental or saying, like, this is stupid. It's okay if you do it, but it's stupid. No, absolutely not. I grew up in the 90s where I loved Japanese RPGs, and no one understood that. Uh-huh. We were just having this conversation yeah. before we even started. <laughs> And people try to claim that there's a purity to nerd culture, and there's not, because there was no such thing until it was marketable by the large yeah. corporations, yeah, which really, didn't happen until like maybe the last 10 years. Yeah. In, yeah. A, in a in big the, way. In the 2010s. Um, but yeah, like... 15 years, maybe. I don't mind what you... It's just weird to me. And I'll, I'll admit that it's weird to me, but it, you shouldn't be ashamed for doing it. No. Just because something is weird to me doesn't mean, like, anything. <laughs> so all that to say... If you were a fan figure out there, don't, don't think that we are mocking you in any way, shape, and or form. If you got some you want... I mean, really, we, in a sense, have dabbled in some fan fiction on this show. I was about to say, we have kind of created our own fan... I mean, it is canon and true. Uh, I'm even meaning our reboots that we do. Yeah, our reboots and our theories. Mm-hmm. So, we're with you in a different way. Yeah. In a, in Maybe you write some and you're like, I got some good stuff. Send it our way. Yeah, I don't really want to read about like people hooking up and stuff. <laughs> yes, but yeah, you know, more power to you if you want Jack and Eric to hook up. It was never a thing I needed. Would I? Do I think it may have made the show better? Probably. Probably would have given those characters some actual depth. Um, but alas, yeah. But we are we are where we are. So yeah, fanfic great. Slash fic. Which I believe is when two characters of the same gender hook up. I think that's what's no uh, Supernatural jokes about slash fic a lot. I imagine there's lots of slash fic written about that show. There is. <laughs> lots and lots of it. Incestuous so, slash fic. So much so that the show addresses it several times. <laughs> because We're going to hear today to talk about the elephant in the room. 
which is <laughs> Supernatural Lover 42069XX and the fanfic that they wrote about these two brothers hooking up. And we just really need to come forward as a community so that we can move past this. And that's the episode that starts that way. And then someone gets killed by a ghost or something. I never watched the show. <laughs> no. It, in the world of Supernatural, there is a writer who turns out to be God later. Spoiler warning. Thanks. But there is a there is a writer who publishes a series of Supernatural novels that are the adventures of the brothers that are actually happening. <laughs> and then a fan community forms around the novels. Uh-huh. So there's a supernatural fan community within, within the, tele- the television <laughs> show. Amazing. And with a lot of Sam and Dean slash fic in that universe. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. <laughs> well, that's all for the world of fan fiction. We're going to take a break by cutting to our new favorite segment. Got a lot of, lot of real positive reviews from... High five, Mike on Twitter. <laughs> just, just high five, Mike. <laughs> just high five, Mike. We love him. Um, come on the show. He's gonna. He's gonna actually. Yeah, I was supposed to say in a week. The, the He'll re- be on before he hears this episode. The reason this episode is happening is because because they the Super to- Bowl is tomorrow, and I guess people want to watch it. Yeah, the reason this filler episode is happening is because we're having debatable on, but they couldn't do it this week, so they're coming they're next coming week. Next week. Um, but we're gonna cut to new favorite segment. The Yeasty Boys. So here we go. No! Sleep till Bobka! No! Sleep till Bobka! That's right. This is the Yeasty Boys. Everyone's new favorite podcast within a podcast. And it's not about a rash. No. And just like bread, it's no filler. All Ooh. killer. But I like, I like bread with filling, though. Bread makes you fat? <laughs> <laughs> but I got, I'm bringing you some fruit today. And Ooh. by fruit, I mean bread. <laughs> but bread, one bread has some fruit in it. Okay. Because over the snow days, we had we had some bananas. I think you were with me when I bought the bananas. I said, I'm going to make banana bread out of this. And so I did. And my first thing I'm bringing today is banana bread. Mm-hmm. Banana bread is very good. It is. It's delightful. I, I thought we'd discuss more, but maybe <laughs> not. But... What would you like to say? I just have a really nice recipe that I enjoy. Put some chocolate chips in it at the end. Um, Oh. It's just, it's a very nice treat. I started with this loaf because we had some Nutella, but I would take a slice and toast it a little and then put some Nutella on top. Oh. It was very, very good. Oh. So, loved that. My girlfriend and I plan to make this recipe I've seen on social media. Uh Uh-huh. Well, recipe is a little... Strong. Strong. But basically what you do is you cut a Nutella sandwich into thirds, and then you prepare that sandwich as you would um, um, French toast mm. um, in the in the cinnamon sugar and everything. And then you have little Nutella-filled French toast sticks that you dip in Nutella. And we plan to make that uh, sometime this next week. Well, you'll have to report back next time on the Yeasty Boys. We're not done yet. No. Because I have another two things. You have more bread? More bread. Number two, bread bowls. Soup inside. I had one this last week. It wasn't my favorite because I feel like the bread just wasn't very flavorful. Where did you get it? McAllister's. I was very surprised. Yeah, I like their bread bowls. Yeah. Something about it was just off. But a bread bowl, I don't normally eat a whole loaf of bread in one sitting. 
But if you cut it open and put soup inside, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. All of it. I, I eat that whole bread bowl. <laughs> Even those parts they take out to make the bowl. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You I dunk d- those in. Yeah, you dunk them. They're, they're dunkers. And then when it's still... Like grown-up dunkaroos. Exactly. And then when it's still pretty full inside, like, n- not like... You know when you get to the end of soup and, like, the bowl is still coated? Mm-hmm. When it gets to that point in the bread bowl, maybe just, like, a little bit of liquid still in there, I just pick up that bowl. Yeah. I it rip it apart. I start attacking the structural integrity... Oh. Tearing the walls down. I just eat the whole thing. And then I pick up the disc of bread at the bottom. Oof. I love a good bread bowl. Chili in a bread bowl is one of my favorite ways mm-hmm. to eat chili. I remember when I worked at McAllister's and we pioneered the macaroni and cheese in a bread bowl. With bacon. Mm-hmm. Because <clears throat> it was a sandwich place. I'm not assuming that all of our listeners know what McAllister's is. Yeah. Because it's not everywhere. But we had these ovens in the back, which I'm sure are not exclusive to McAllister's. But they would get to like... 800 degrees, 900 degrees. Wait, is it just a convection oven? Uh, it was just like the little, you put the sandwich in there for like 30 seconds and it just like blasts the heat. Yeah, yeah, it's a convection oven. It's a, it's a, I forget what they're called. Um, but they were so hot that at the end of the shift, right, at closing, what we'd have to do is we'd turn it off and we would take trays of ice and slide it in there so that it would bring the temperature down enough to where you could clean it and stuff. Because it would get, I think it would maybe almost like a thousand degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was extremely good. hot, but it would get those sandwiches nice and toasty real quick. Mm-hmm. But I would, I took the bread bowl with mac and cheese and put cheese and bacon on top and heated it up in there. And it was very good. Yeah, it would be fantastic. Well, I, it was fantastic. I had it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it couldn't be bad. Mm-hmm. I unless you're like having a thing with gluten. I was very disappointed last time I was at McAllister's that they got rid of the kids' pizza. We, you and I did some stuff with kids' pizza as well. They still have it. They were just out last time I went. They told Supply me Supply chain issues. They told me they discontinued it. Those absolute monsters. It was different the last times we've been. Because it used to be just a pita. Uh-huh. And then we... Because I would work there. And you put the sauce and cheese. And then you could put like ham or whatever on top. Um, yeah. But I think recently they just have cheese. But now maybe they don't have it at all. R.I.P. Cheese pizza at McAllister's. Kids' pizza. Yeah. And the best part, though, kids' meals at McAllister's are 99 cents. And sometimes they don't upcharge you for being a grown-up. Hopefully sometimes they, they do. never would. Sometimes they do when they're just being jerks. Yeah, oh, love a good French dip. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to save my third for next time. Ooh, okay. But I, it's it's big. I've been inspired. I need more bread in my life. Uh-huh. It's nothing fancy, but it's extremely accessible and very good. Well, I, I feel like you have to. Okay, I'm going to have to say it. It's the $1 loaves of bread oh, at Walmart. Don't even get me started. The big French bread loaves yeah. at Walmart. They're what fantastic. I just made my sandwich on was an Italian loaf. Yeah. Which is just wider, I feel like, than the French bread. It's nice and crusty. Tastes so good. During our snow days, one day we had some leftover pasta. So we cut some slices and put some oil and balsamic vinegar and some spices. Mm-hmm. And like ate bread as we ate our pasta made breakfast sandwiches like I did tonight. Um, it's just so good. So when I was a single man, mm-hmm. which was most of my life, one of my one of my go-to meals mm-hmm. was um, hot wolf brand chili that I spiced up with my own spices. So not as disgusting as you would think wolf brand chili is, um, but you know, put some Cholula in there and get some more get some of your own spices in there, mix it up, and then throw it in the microwave. Makes a world of difference if you fix it up a little bit. But it was Wolf Brand Chili and one of those French bread loaves. And I would I would try to get the pre-cut ones if I could. 
the ones with already the sizes, or sometimes even the garlic herb one. Oh yeah, um, I would get sometimes there, um, and then like that would be a meal for me, as I would just use the the slices of French bread as spoons to eat chili. And once should. once it got about to a fourth of the way down, I would take a handful of um, whatever chips I had on hand and like crush them down into there. Corn chips always. I'm, uh-huh. Potato chips Not are like weird. Lays. Yeah. Normally Doritos or Fritos. Pringles. Then I would crush them <laughs> Pringles, up could you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> They're not even chips. They're, They're crisps. crisps. <laughs> I got um, way too... I thought I was... I, was... I don't know what that was. It was delightful. But then I would... And that was how it would finish. But that, that French bread is like a staple. Yeah, it's just so good. It's very cheap. Mm-hmm. It's like a dollar. I'm sure this... Like wherever you live... We get ours at Walmart because that's where we get our groceries because it's what's near to us. Um, but I'm sure other grocery stores have something very much the same. Occasionally, you can get it when it's like fresh out of the oven mm. at, at Walmart if you if you find them loading the the one that's closest to the front. Um, you can get it very warm. And I I probably just want to eat it right then and there as I walk around the store. Well, I got it home one day, and I was like, I'm hungry. I could use some bread, and this smells really good. So I, like, broke it in half and, like, took half of it to my chair. just the feeling of it hitting your face as you break it in half, and you're like, "Uh, I'm going to eat this whole thing. (laughs) It was good. (laughs) And, like, a a foot long at least. It's more than a foot. It's, like, 18 inches at least. Thing of French bread, I, like, had it in my hand. And I took a bite and I was like, man, that was good. And I was like doing something, probably playing a video game, maybe watching something on my phone. I don't know. But I was just like chowing down on that bread and then it was gone. I was like, uh-huh. I just I just ate half of an entire loaf of French bread. What did I just do? I did that in high school with like a loaf about this big, which it, no one at home can see. <laughs> I was like, um, it's maybe like eight inches, probably like four inches thick. Like banana or like banana bread mm-hmm. that our counselor made us because I was on student council and it was just in my car and I was like driving to the next town over to like get something and it was there and I just like was munching on it and then suddenly I'm like it's gone <laughs> I just ate the whole thing <laughs> whole thing of bread it's supposed to last why for is, a long time why is the bread gone but yeah I love bread bread is great tell us your bread stories mm-hmm. everybody send us bread we don't have a PO box but if you if you, you message us, and we'll we'll let you know where to send that good stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you know where to send that good, good bread. And we don't mean money. We just mean bread. Yeah, we just mean money. Either one. Money or bread. <laughs> I've seen if you'd notice. <laughs> um, I was like, hold on. <laughs> but this has been your new favorite segment, and what will slowly take over the podcast. Uh-huh. The Yeasty Boys. The Yeasty Boys. No. No. Sleep. Till Bobka. Oh, yes. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, had to laugh. No, nothing to be sorry about. But now we're moving on to our second half of the episode. And we're going on a journey. We are hopping on a plane. We're flying from Oklahoma City to a connecting flight in Houston to a connecting flight in probably Seattle to a connecting flight in, you guessed it, Tokyo, Japan. Ooh. That's right. We're going to the city. Where the boys and the girls are. It's Terrace House, boys and girls in the city. Terrace House, boys and girls in the city. And here we are. Mm -hmm. With with all our friends, Makoto, Tap, Yuki. Tatsuya. Tatsuya. Minori. Mizuki. He who I cannot name. Makoto? You already named him. No, not him. 
We just named everyone. My precious boy. Oh, he's not here yet. He's not. Is it Armand? We'll get to him. My precious, my precious son. So he's probably older than me. Probably, no, probably no, not. probably not. Because when we, I remember watching this for the first. I watched a few episodes. It was like four or five years. It ago. was like twenty seventeen, maybe. Yeah. Um, and in that, they're like twenty two, twenty three. Tap is twenty seven, and he's the oldest one. Yeah. So we're probably older than them. I feel like Armand was a little older than the others. I'm going to do some research. You keep going. Oh, I was going to ask you to tell us what Terrace House is. Because we're here. Can you just give us a brief description of what Terrace House is and why everyone should love it? Terrace House, Boys and Girls in the City. Um, There are other Terrace Houses, but Boys and Girls in the City will always have my heart. I have watched the Hawaiian one some. Um, And when I hear people speaking English, kind of offended. Not going to lie. They speak English in it? Some people. I mean, it takes place in Hawaii. A very Uh Japanese portion of Hawaii. But, like, but still. yeah, like, they go to the grocery store, and, like, you can hear the overhead intercom, and it's in English, and uh, the, the cashiers talk to them in English. That just seems wrong. It, it is. Um, it's still mostly in Japanese, but anyway, Boys and Girls in the City, um, the most delightful reality show there's ever been. Um, it's like if, it's like if you took all the drama out of, like, a Big Brother or a models boys in the house america's next top model boys uh-huh. in the house boys in the house if you if you took all the drama out of it and replaced it with pure delight and like people just acting like like people which also means very horny but like not in a gross way uh-huh, like a normal way <laughs> yeah like a normal people are horny way um and then there were just these like omniscient beings that talked about it occasionally and you don't know who they are yeah, I have no idea who these people are. I, I know there's someone. They're probably someone famous in Japan, mm-hmm. but I don't know. And occasionally, <laughs> occasionally in the episode, it just cuts to these people, and you're like, "Cool, who are?" You? And there's always one like precious boy among them, like like a 14 year old boy that is just there for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. know why, and it changes like several times throughout the series, but it's always a, just a small precious boy. Yes, he's he's my favorite. I wrote down in my notes. Did I write down in my notes? Oh, love the 14-year-old guy. <laughs> I'm um, just looking up who these hosts are. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't know what they add to the show because like it's just them commenting on what's happening and I feel like I could do that, uh-huh. but I wouldn't take them away. I love them. <clears throat> no, I they're amazing. Um and it's just these people in this really nice house like live in life. Like, okay, I don't know what else to tell you. It's the only show that has ever brought me to tears. Oh, boy. I can't wait to get there. Yeah, it doesn't say who those people are. Oh, it's it's at the end. It's at the end, Cameron. I was, I was fully invested in this show when it happened. What's at the end? The part that brought me to tears. Oh, I was meaning who the hosts are. Well, you said you couldn't wait to get there. Oh, yes, that's true. <laughs> Meet the host of your latest Netflix obsession, Terrace House. With the exception of young Ayumu, who left the panel once the commentary became a bit risque for the then 15-year-old. The same trusted crew has led us through hundreds of Terrace House episodes since the show began in 2015. Um, there he is. There's Ayumu. So, but there, there's this panel that every so often it just cuts to them and they kind of talk about what's happening. Like, they're watching it along with us mm-hmm. and then commenting. I think they're mostly, like, comedians. I think, um, yeah. They at least think they're funny. But I, I think they're funny. Sarah, Sarah was watching it a bit with me and we were having a good time. Um, they're just ridiculous. Oh, uh, no, I love them. I would, not, I would not take them out for anything. No. 
Um, I don't remember this man. He's not been in there. Yes, Azusa Babazono, an actor and comedian. She's one of the quieter ones. She seems to have a nice laugh. <laughs> um, you, Kiko Ahara, um, actor, model, singer, and television personality. So these are people that people know. Yoshimi yeah, Tokui, he's fun. I like him a lot. Um, Reina Trendle, Japanese socialite. The most adorable on the panel. Oh. I don't know if this is a good or a bad um, comparison, but this would be like if this was an American version, like Chrissy Teigen would be this person in terms of her place in society. Like a Chrissy Teigen type. But um, Reina is, I think, much more fun than Chrissy Teigen. (coughs) Ryota Yamasoto. Um, Even though he talks so much, he's the least likable. I don't think I would disagree. Mm, Yeah. But it's just this group of... Young, attractive... Oh, I just mean the hosts. Oh, the hosts yes. are just like there, and every so often in the show it like cuts to them. So you might watch like, you know, The Bachelor, and Chris Harrison. Is it Chris Harrison? I believe. I so. almost said Chris Gaines, and that's wrong. Garth Brooks isn't there, <laughs> but he's there, kind of. You know, he's being the host, and he's telling you what's going on. That doesn't happen in this show. Mm. It's like this is just people living their lives, and it like sets things up because they're just talking about it. Yeah. But then it'll cut to these people. It's like maybe something shocking happens and it'll cut to them and they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it happened several times. Uh-huh. But it, but I, I love them. I don't know what they're there for. The first time I watched it, it kind of threw me. Because I'm like, what is what is happening? <laughs> um, yeah, but it's like it'll cut and I feel like they all put their phones and their headphones down like they were all just watching it together. Uh-huh. And Rain is holding this iPad and like, Moving around, like pulling up information or whatever. We mm-hmm. never see it, but it's just like it's so good, yeah, and just pure. And it's not like it's not produced. If it is produced, they which, do an excellent job. Yeah, they do an excellent job. And again, they they produce it with pure delight, uh-huh. like because they're fans of it. Yeah, and they they want it to be this good shining beacon of the things that are good in this world. And on the drama is like. It's so real. Like, later on, one of the first big conflicts is going to be, like, she doesn't wash her dishes after she's done with them. And I don't want to confront her about it because that would make me feel awkward. Who among us hasn't been in that situation? It's true. I basically lived in a terrace house, but it was all guys. Yeah, it's true. You, you remember. I was there a lot. Just conflict left and right. I avoided all of it. <laughs> it's just like. Then I got married and moved out. Yeah. To a conflict-free zone where nothing... Nothing bad ever happens, and we get along all the time. Yep. Um, yeah. So Terrace House, um, like, that's the kind of that's the kind of drama you're in for. Or um, the, the hairdresser guy talking about how ambition is good, and them not having it makes them cry. <laughs> no, that was actually Tap that was, was that, saying that. Oh, was that Tap? Uh-huh. We'll get into all that, because that's part of the episodes that we watched. Um, but I, I'm doing all of this from fairly long-term memory, uh-huh. and Cameron is doing I watched it fresh. today. Um, so at the start of the show, though, I mean, this show is a slow burn. It was originally set up to be like 18 episodes. They mentioned that in the, the beginning. I thought it was like, 11. They but, say 18. Like, they okay. say it a few times. They're like, it's 18 episodes, so we know when it's going to end. Yeah, but it's like The 60. hosts are like, we're going to be here this whole time. We know there's an end date. Because this was already, as a show, like a big thing in Japan. Yeah, it was apparently huge. Um, 
And then Netflix, like, I don't know if it got canceled or it was gone, but then Netflix saves it. Mm-hmm. And this is the first season on Netflix. It's Terrace House, Boys and Girls in the City. And so it's six strangers, three men, three women that live in this nice house together. And they're given a in car. The and they're in the city of Tokyo. And so it's just them kind of living their lives. They meet each other for the first time. Yeah, that's episode one. It's form, pretty much them just meeting and then talking uh, about each other. Form friendships. There's romance. Mm-hmm. Or is there? I don't know. I haven't gotten there yet. Lots of talking around the situations. Not a lot of yeah going for it, which is real. That's you very know? real. Um, yeah. Like So the first episode, you meet all the characters. They mm-hmm. all come in one by one. Yeah, and it's not like, like today, if... Or not today, because this is happening. This is modern. But like, if you watched an American reality show, every introduction of every person, they'd have their package mm-hmm. put together, showing them doing stuff, telling you who they are, all the things about them. That's not what happens here. Like, first shot, door opens, in comes this man, young, like athletic. We don't really know anything about him. We don't know his name. He's kind of looking around. And then when the door opens and a woman comes in and they start talking, that's when we first even know who these people are. Mm-hmm. Like the show never is like, and here's Makoto and all the his stuff and who he is. Like it's just revealed as the show goes on. Yeah, slowly. Uh-huh. And then at a certain point, it'll say like, Makoto, 22, goes to this university. Mm-hmm. Like basically, that's about it. But we're first introduced to Makoto. He's a baseball player. Yeah, he's a baseball player. He's in his last year of university. Um, in the second episode, one of the hosts describes him as a mighty man with a tender heart, which as far as I know at this point he is. Yeah. We'll get into him not in this episode because he's fine. Yeah, he's yeah. fine in the first three episodes. Yeah. He doesn't do much. No, he doesn't do much. Um, then we're introduced to Minori, one of the female... I'm glad you wrote down the order. All right, me too. Um, but Minori, she's a college student the same year as Makoto, but she's also a model. Mm-hmm. Um, we see some of that in these episodes. Lots of models in the show. Uh-huh. I mean, it makes sense. This would be like a place you'd want. I feel like you'd want to go. Yeah, to get be seen. To be seen. Then we have Yuki. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the oldest. He's twenty seven. Mm-hmm. He's a tap dancer. Like he's a tap dancer instructor, and he does it himself. Like pretty renowned, actually. Now he's in in the time of the show. He'd won the Japanese tap dancing competition for the last three years. Like the the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, then we meet Mizuki, who she's an office worker. Mm-hmm. Um, she works for like a soccer team, basically. But then she also is a barista. And it's funny because everyone's puzzled by what that is. <laughs> she's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm a barista. And they're like, a what? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, then we meet Tatsuya, who he's a hairstylist. And he comes in carrying a sewing machine because he sews his own clothes. Mm-hmm. Um he, I don't think he starts off on the best foot with anyone because he's just kind of awkward. No, I. The relationship with him is contentious for a while, though. Spoiler warning: I do grow to love him. Yeah, I mean, he seems like a nice guy, but he just seems. You can kind of tell he just seems kind of awkward. Yeah, maybe that he's kind of there, not being the best person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the first one that kind of brings up like, so who, what, who do you like? Yeah. Um, and then you, we finally have Yuriko. Who is also a university student, but she's studying to be a doctor, mm-hmm. and she seems very sweet. Yeah, she's like, like very, very. I feel like prototypical, like Japanese, really cute. Yeah, yeah, like just kind of in that stereotype. Mm-hmm. Um, 
looking at all their pictures because uh-huh. it's been so long. And that's our that's our six. These are our boys and our girls in our city, in our terrace house. Yeah, and this so in this show, people can just kind of come and go whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have to. Um, like just, they aren't there for any reason. And they're not voted out. And they're not voted There's no, out. Like, competitions or anything like that. And I believe, because I think this is our cast, uh, I'm looking it up here, yeah, for 11 episodes, this is our cast. And that's probably the longest you go in the entire show without a change. Uh-huh. I mean, I found this chart on another page that I was looking at that kind of shows the timeline of the house guests. Like, yeah, if we look here, like, some of them stay for a long time. Well, Armand stays. But then Armand comes, and he's the person who comes after Makoto leaves, and he's there the rest of the time. I put this on Twitter once, and no one got it. But I'm going to put this out into the sphere. Armand is to this show what Tommy was to Power Rangers. Like, he wasn't part of the original cast. He came in later, but he becomes... He, like, stole the show. Yeah, he, he stays there the rest of the time, which Tommy is still appearing in episodes of Power Rangers to this day. Mm Mm-hmm. And he, like, never leaves, and he's kind of becomes the central focus. Yes. I um, love it. Armand is my, is my precious boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, after, after this, the, the show, I don't think there's another stretch of this many episodes um, without... Some sort of turnover. Without some sort of turnover. Because they're all leaving at different times for different... Um, reasons. Different reasons, yeah. Um, so... The first two that leave are actually leave because, like, the, I kind of make some enemies on the show a little bit. Yuriko does? Sort I've of. never made it that far. So, sort of. No. Not my sweet girl. Um, my sweet Yuriko. I'm, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't have the very best feelings towards her, towards Yuri. Okay. Well, I mean, it can all change. Yeah. You'll, I mean, you'll get there. You'll I don't. Get there. There's not a whole lot to talk about specifically in terms of the plot of these first three episodes. Because, like, not a ton happens. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are diehard fans of the show that would be, like, screaming, listening to us. Like, how dare you say that? But it's like, like I said, it's a slow burn. Like, I watched three episodes. And there's things that happen. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's just, like, normal stuff. Like, Makoto and Minori go for a run. Mm-hmm. And that kind of is a whole thing. Like, so how was your run? How was spending time together? Mm-hmm. Which feels like young co-eds hanging out and kind of figuring out their lives. You know? They cook. And the, the guys try to find a reason for them to all go out in the pool because they want to see them in their swimsuits. Yeah, you know. And then they do. And they're like, I'll say the color of the one, the color of the swimsuit of the one that I like. Yeah. And it's it's awkward. Yeah, the, the guys are being awkward about it, even though they're in, like, a room where the girls can't go. And, uh-huh. Well, the girls can go there, I yeah. guess. So they have, like, rooms where it's, like, the three girls share a room and the three boys share a room. And there's, like, bunk beds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's funny because when the, the, the women come, go to their room and they look around and you just see it cuts to them and they're like, one, two, three. And they all point at, like, which bed they want. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, well, I pointed this one, too. Let's rock, paper, scissors. And it's funny, they just, like, play rock, paper, scissors to decide stuff. And then the boys are like, uh, I'll, I'll take this one. Oh, I'm too tall for this one. I bonk my head on the ceiling if I climb on this bed. This is the drama of boys and girls in the city, everybody. <laughs> you don't understand. You need, if you're like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> mm-hmm. Go and watch it. 
like it's not a show that you can like put on and like be looking at your phone because you have to be reading. Yeah, you have to read the subtitles. But it is pure. It's true. And it is delightful. And you will see some of the like best cooked meals that you'll ever see in your life. Yeah, that doesn't always happen. But just like the the shots of the food so far, it's like anytime they cook anything, they make sure that they do this like fairly decent length cut of whatever it is that they've cooked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like they had the first night, they're like, let's have hand rolled sushi. And I'm like, isn't that how it all is? But they just mean basically they take almost like we would maybe do tacos. Where it's like you just have your stuff and all of it's in the middle and you just kind of make it and eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they make like... Like a white people taco night. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, but yes, but they like are cooking and eating together and just like getting to know each other. My wife was just like, people in Japan just seem so polite. Because at least in the episode, like they're always just like, oh, let me make, oh, let me make you some. And then they sit down and they're like, fold their hands. And they're like, thank you for this meal. Like... It's just like, I don't know if that's what everybody does, but on the show, that's what everyone in the house seems to do. It's just like, thank you for this meal. Um, and I go grocery shopping together. And mm-hmm. then we get kind of cuts of each of them doing their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see like tap, tap teaching tap dancing. Yes. And we find out in one of the episodes, he has like a tap dance performance coming up. Oh. Which becomes an episode where they all go and they support their friend. It's so, it's so pure. So we'll get there because we're going to periodically, I'll watch some more episodes and we'll just do like a short little, maybe 10 minute bonus episode that we'll just release. And if you want to listen to it, go for it. If you don't, that's fine. Uh, It's so good, guys. It's so good. I'm looking at all the other Terrace House series now because I want to. Mm -hmm. Um, But like we've said, it's not all... um, Sunshine and roses. There's there's sometimes conflict, just like normal people. Like it's it's um, Yuki's birthday, Tap's birthday, and they like put together a birthday party for him. And kind of in the, this is in the third episode, but at the beginning of the episode, he's like, you know, if we're going to be living together, we should all know what we are aspiring to, so that we can support each other. Which makes sense. So it's like we can encourage each other, we can be happy for each other. So like I want to know, like what do you what do you want in life? But then that comes back up again at his birthday. And one of the girls is like, well, you know, I kind of, I want a coffee shop. And, but she just kind of has trouble expressing it. And he just kind of tells her, like, it's hard for me to know what you're meaning. Like, what do you really want? And then she kind of starts crying. And then Yuriko starts crying because she's crying. Mm-hmm. But then it, like, comes out over the course of the rest of the episode. They're kind of talking about it where it's like, it was, where he's just like, I want you to have the clearest idea of what you want. Or just to admit that you don't know what you want. So that, because he's a little older, but just so that we can like work towards it. Because he's always been a very driven person. But then it's just like, I just want good things like for you guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I necessarily buy all of that. It, it felt a little bit uncomfortable. But, but that's real. Yeah, it's real. But then it, it does feel good just like, yeah, we should think about where we want to end up and what we want to do and work towards those things and support each other. So it's like really nice. Oh, I just found out something very sad. Well, don't tell me. Well, it's not about. It's about a later series of Terrace House. Oh, I don't want to know. I think we gotta talk about it if we're gonna talk about Terrace House. Okay, what is it? The Terrace House Tokyo, the twenty nineteen and twenty twenty version. Oh no! Was twenty twenty was halted by the pandemic. Uh huh. Obviously, um, and in preparation for the show, the contestants had to go into isolation 
Um, and in, um, where was it? Uh, I don't know when exactly. Oh, here we go. In May 23rd, 2020, while isolating for the show for the COVID-19 pandemic, Hannah Kimura, Kimura, Kimura. Uh, Hannah Kimura uh, took her own life um, because of... Oh no, was she one of the contestants? Well, contestants is weird, but one, one of, the, of people. the people on the show. Yeah, she was one of the people, and apparently she was not a beloved contestant and was facing a lot of cyberbullying and magazine articles about mm. her and um she really just sad. she said something about she receives an a hundred honest opinions about her every herself every day um and each one of them hurts that's really sad it's really sad so doesn't look like it's still going on the show it's, yeah that it ended after that yeah i don't know if terrace house is gone forever but that one is i feel like in our current environment it seems mm-hmm. unlikely that they would make it not even just because of that, but just... It's just so sad. It is really sad. And so if any of you contestants or people on the show are listening to this, we love you. We do. This show is a delight and it should always be... I can't imagine people like getting angry or like getting spiteful about these people on the show. Like, uh-huh. I guess I can't. Except Makoto. No, he's, <laughs> he's a person. Yeah, and he's fine. And he's fine. He's just a person being a person. Yeah. I mean, people, people do things. Like, it's fine. I don't know. This is sad. And, yeah. like, the pandemic doesn't help. Like, forced into isolation for a while. Yeah. Not great. Hannah. We're sorry. We're sorry. And we love you. I hope your family is good. Sorry I had That's made that a bit that of bummer. a downer note at the end of this new segment. It made me sad. I was like, man, I'm going to watch some Terrace House. So I was looking at what the other, like, series were. Uh-huh. And then, like... Because there's, like, opening doors. Opening new doors. Which is, like, in the woods. All right. Then the, there's the one in Hawaii. Yeah, Aloha State was the one I watched. The, uh-huh. the second one I watched. And there might be one more. And then the Tokyo 2019-2020. Yeah, opening the new door was the was the more outdoorsy one. So... I'll check them out. But we're going to watch through Boys and Girls in the City here and there. <coughs> My throat is doing a weird like thingy. Um, <laughs> but uh, Chance has watched it all. I'm watching. Once I get to a certain point, I'll be watching it for the first time with fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. So bringing you some thoughts on it. Just in short little bursts. Bursts. Little mini episodes here and there. Not tagged and tacked on to a regular episode. But it has its own thing. So if you enjoy it, it'll be there for you. If you don't, it'll still download if you're subscribed. <laughs> <laughs> so sucks. Time to pump those numbers. We what got some rookie numbers right now. I mean, there's not a lot that happens. Even if we cover like 10 episodes, we'll be like... Because uh, that was our original intent was to do the first 11, which is how long Makoto's on the show. And I just... It was like, that's too much. Because <laughs> like we had this idea like Thursday... And we talked about it last week, but it just never came together. Yeah. And then you talked about fanfic, I think, yesterday. No, I did that on Thursday. Maybe Thursday. Yeah. I gave us some time for that one. But, yeah, that was just like a, well, if we can't do all 11, like, maybe this is another option. Yeah, because there wasn't enough in however much we would have watched to uh, talk for as long as we have. Mm-hmm. But Terrace House, Boys and Girls in the City, it's really good. Just pure and clean in, like, a simple and clean kind of way. They're dirty Dirty kids who want to kiss each other. What's happening? I don't know. I said it was clean. And I'm like, but it's not really. It's pretty. But clean. I mean, it is. But it's, it's like there's some there's some undertones. 
It also, one of the things that me and the person I was watching it with were really struck by, especially, like, midway through, um, is, like, the weird, like, super modern but super traditional culture of Japan and how, like, clashy and in conflict it seems to be all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, because there is, like, they're saying prayers, but they're not really saying prayers to anybody. Mm-hmm. And Thank you for like, this meal. Yeah, and it's like... They'll go to festivals later, and they'll talk about, like, how cute kimonos are. And people will be like, yeah, and we wear them because they're traditional. And other people are like, I just wear them because they're cute. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. And it's like, it, it is a fascinating look into their culture as well. Of just yeah, like, I feel like that's just sort of a look at any culture. Like, as generations pass, yeah. like, things, traditions get passed on and are left behind. It's kind of wrestling with... What do I do with this? I I feel like Jap- Japan is a real unique case, I mm-hmm. suppose. Um, especially, like, I mean, I know a lot about Chinese culture. I mean, the, the main Chinese culture. There's 10,000 Chinese cultures. But like, a lot of people there. <laughs> must be something to it. <laughs> nice stealing Harvard reference. Um, yeah. The, so I know a little bit about Chinese culture, and I know a little bit about, like, Indian culture and all that. And... It all progresses in, like, a certain direction. Uh-huh. But Japan is, like, this weird, like, half stuck in the past and half the most advanced country in the uh-huh. world, like, all at the same time. And it's just very strange. Yeah. I mean, they were isolationists for so long, too. Yeah. And they, like, have this really strong cultural identity based around, like, shrines and, uh-huh. um, like, all of these spirit festivals. But they're also, like, one of the most atheistic countries in the world. Don't mm-hmm. believe in any of that stuff. Yeah. And it's like, but, like, businessmen go on retreats to pray at shrines. But they don't. They don't actually. <laughs> it's it's strange. Um, strange to me. It's probably not strange to you out there if you are from Japan. Uh-huh. Well, isn't that just sort of like our modern America white nationalist evangelicalism? It's true. <laughs> It's true. Saying prayers, but to who? But to themselves. Or Trump. Or Trump. Either one. <laughs> Both about as useful. Yeah. So it, it it's a fascinating look into that culture to me anyway. I'm just like like a spiritually almost stunted and I don't mean that in a negative connotation, uh-huh. just like like stuck in one spot, but like super progressive country. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Tokyo Drift, the best Fast and the Furious movie. Not even and one of two that I've seen. Not even close. <laughs> no, it's it's um, it's pretty panned as far as Fast and the Furious movies go. You could make a you could make an argument one of the best of the original three. I would most people would say the first one. I think it's probably better than Too Fast Too Furious. But Too Fast Too Furious is just such a good name. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah. After this uh, Terrace House segment, we'll do. Uh, all Fast the Fast and Furious. I, I don't think so because I have not watched them. That's the point. Plus Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> oh, after we finish up with all our Terrace House stuff, yeah, we'll move on to another tremendous cultural touchstone of goodness and purity: Fast and the Furious movies. They're I, all about family. I love the Fast and the Furious movies. I, the last one I saw was Fate of the Furious. So, is there another one after that? Yeah, it Fast was, Nine. Wasn't there a? I think there was a more, more, most recent one where they go to space. I haven't seen the one where they go to space. I think that exists. Yeah, I think it does. <laughs> it's hard enough for me. I remember there were up. a lot of memes around March of last year that were like family. So there must have been a movie that came out around that time. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Because I made one on our Instagram page. 
Yeah, F9. F9 came out. F9. Very exciting. But anyway, Terrace House, Boys and Girls in the City. Check it out. Boy Meets World fanfic. Check it out. This other thing, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called Bread. Check it out. <laughs> it's true. Also, Little Debbie Ice Cream. Pretty good. Is this the most random episode we've done? Surprisingly not. Surprisingly. <laughs> we did eat at Red Lobster one time. <laughs> <laughs> and talk about nothing. Nothing at all. This was at least related to Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Part of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was. In a sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope someday someone writes fanfic. About our children listening to our podcast. Yes. With us. And we just make wide eyes at each other. Uh, anyway. Um, if you liked what you heard today, be sure Some, to leave somehow. us a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can do that there now. Um, we'd really appreciate it. it. increases the visibility. Um, I feel like every month we've just kind of been growing. Mm-hmm. Um not like tremendous amounts, certainly more than we ever thought we would. Yeah, but we are, we are way bigger now than we ever thought we than would we ever be. thought we would be. Um, but certainly compared to some others. But comparison is a thief of joy, so I'm not really doing that. But so we're not like bragging, yeah, like, that, that we've created this monster that's bigger than both of us. Oh no, we still haven't been doing this in any way that someone would like want to pay us. Uh, to I mean, unless you're listening and you're like, yes, <laughs> Terrace House and Little Debbie ice cream. Here's my money. <laughs> In which case, yes, boss. We work for you now. <laughs> you want that? You want that? Uh, Fast and the Furious uh, podcast going? We're your we're your two guys for that. Apparently, <laughs> you. I think you would find delight. In I'm sure I would. But you know, of all the people, me. You're gonna pick me over Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He has some. He has some beef. Actually, I don't think he'd probably be too willing to open up about the series. But maybe he'd open up to us. Maybe. These, these lovable goofballs. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, come on the show. Please. You're not busy or anything. No, you're not in like every movie ever. We should just tweet at The Rock. <laughs> you want to call All of our fans, tweet at The Rock and tell him to come on our show. <laughs> Sorry, Travis McElroy, we're jumping over you and we're going to The Rock. <laughs> the Rock that is higher than you. That's the Bible. <laughs> Lead me the, to the rock that is higher than I. <laughs> the rock, who is named so because he's the foundation of our society. Yeah, we the had no idea. The cornerstone it was built upon. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, but do come on the show. <laughs> um, we can talk. Moana. What episode would we... Uh, no, we have to have him on a normal Boy's World Fever And not episode. talk about anything else? Nope. What episode <laughs> do we have the rock on? It's, it's and then there... Or, or, and then there was Sean? And then there was Sean, right? Yeah. We'll give you and then there was Sean... Dwayne, we Mr. Have, Mr. The Rock. I have been so nervous about And Then There Was Sean because I feel like there's no episode with more pressure. Uh-huh. Than but if The one. Rock is on there, <laughs> yeah, pressure's the off because he can handle it. <laughs> He's The Rock. I'm not saying this is a called shot because it'll never in a million years happen. But The Rock will appear on Boy Meets World Fever episode And Then There Was Sean. <laughs> So everyone, tweet at the rock. Tweet at him. Like we're we're playing this card, and we mean it with our full. We're saying it with our full chest. Tweet at the rock to come on our show. Tweet at the rock to come on our show. Um, you know, why not? Yeah, he's been in television. He knows what it's like. Yeah, he's he's been a struggling artiste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
It's just such a ridiculous notion. But I need it. <laughs> yes. It, you know, if The Rock is like, I can come on your guys' show, but it has to be at 2 in the morning on a Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> Down, Mr. Mr. The Rock. <laughs> Mr. The Rock. I like how we said, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple, and then we got to this. <laughs> it's giving me joy to think about. Good. It's like the Terrace House of our podcast. <laughs> yes, it's pure. Two nobody dream about The Rock coming on their show. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, and, like, like it, leave us a review. I almost said like and subscribe. You can subscribe. Yeah. But this isn't a YouTube video. Um, sure. Put a put a comment down below. Uh, smash point, that point, like point. button. <laughs> point 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 point. Um, but yeah, we want to thank Dizzy Parker for our theme song. Mm-hmm. You can find the link to the video that that's from in the episode description, and find all of his other wonderful stuff from there. We've mentioned it before, but he has a Pokemon theme song video with the guy who sang the theme song originally. Yeah, it's a metal cover, right? Uh-huh. It's been a while since it's I watched really it. good. It is. It's so cool. Um, check that out. You can send us anything on, not anything, you can send us messages on Twitter and Instagram. Check us out there. Follow us. Um, I post a lot less on Instagram just because it became a bit untenable for my life. But I'm still every there a couple times a week, and especially when there's a new episode. Pretty soon after it drops, you'll see that information there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also on Twitter, which is where you'll go to tweet at The Rock. Um <laughs> So go ahead and do that. If you're not on Twitter, get a Twitter, tweet at The Rock. Mm-hmm. It won't seem suspicious at all, or like you're a robot or something. <laughs> this account was created today. <laughs> it's spamming at The Rock to come on this podcast. DDoS attack The Rock. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Rock. Mr. The Rock, we have all your information. The only way it will be safe is if you come on our show <laughs> and talk about the slasher movie episode of Boy Meets World. <laughs> For like an hour and a half, then you're good yeah, to tops. go. Tops, yeah, no, probably not top. Tops. We we could we could cut it to a nice clean ninety minutes for the Rock. And then we'll cut it. We'll cut it for the Rock. Yeah, it's about the runtime of Moana for one Moana. <laughs> uh, I don't know why this is giving me the giggles, but it is. Um, we're very tired, apparently. But yeah, um, I think I don't think I have anything else. Oh, I did finish Final Fantasy X. Here's our limit break. We're breaking the limit. It was wonderful. Just kind of start to finish. There were a little bit of parts that were a bit frustrating, like where it's like race to get these things. Some of the controls are a little old or just a little rough, but it's still a lot of fun. The combat system is perfection. Um, I just loved it. Start to finish. Had a great time. He loved it. I, I love it too. It's probably my third favorite Final Fantasy game, though it fluctuates in that ranking. In my current rankings that I post, I posted them on Twitter. Because I've only beaten five Final Fantasy games. It goes 10, 9, 8, 2. I say like 2, did I say 2, and then 1? Some variation. It's very controversial that I like. I think I like 2 more than 1. 1 is classic. 2 took a lot of risks, but I think it's fun. Yeah, I think it's fair. But 10 is at the top right now. Closely followed by 9. 6, 9, and 10 is hard for me to... It's hard for me to to choose between Mm -hmm. them. I think 7 will be above 8. 12 is going to be up there. Because I love 12. You don't know that. Don't don't bias yourself from now. And I don't know where 10-2 will be at all. Because I've never played it. It just seems like an absolute ridiculous fun time. I think mine would probably be, of the ones I've beaten, which 12 and 15 are the only ones that I haven't. Oh, and the original three. Not 
Not six, that was three in America. <laughs> but like Final Fantasy three. Yeah, because it, I, it was not available to me for the longest time. And then it was on DS. Yeah, but I didn't have a DS at the time. Uh-huh. Um, it's on. There's a pixel remaster of it now. Yeah. Yeah, I might do that. I don't know. But um, 3 is... It's fine. It's all right. So 3 and 12 are the only ones I've never beaten, I believe, of the like main-numbered games. Mm-hmm. I never beat Legends. Um, I did get very far in it. Legends? The uh, Game Boy ones. Oh. That were actually not Final Fantasy games. No. They were... Saga? Were they Saga games? I think they were Saga. Something. But anyway. Um, That's neither here nor there. Of the ones I've beaten, my top five would probably be, just so all of you out there are aware, I am famously kind of a Final Fantasy VII hater. Um, I knew that. I, I, I like the world they created. Um, I like some of the characters. Um, I was a young boy, so Tifa... Everybody likes Tifa. Yeah, I mean, it was a Tifa thing. Especially in Italy. Um, but... Uh, I also really like her character um, as well. Cloud is a little broody and... Mm-hmm. Better than Squall, I say. Maybe. I don't, I, I don't really care for either of them very if much. If I had to choose between my broody Final Fantasy main protagonist, I'd pick Cloud over Squall. Uh, that, that would be a hard one for me. I'd have to think about it. But um, I love Tiffin and Barrett. Um, the thing I don't like about it... This is what has always been my problem, even since the very early days, is the characters do not feel different enough. Like, all the characters feel like blank slates, and I like my Final Fantasy with jobs. I like my characters to have, like, give me some customizability and some freedom in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Ten does a good job of that. It really does. But I like each of my characters to feel different, and like, like there's a purpose to them. Um, where I did not, you do not get that in Seven. It's all about the materials you equip and mm-hmm. all of that. So I'm just I'm a I'm not a Final Fantasy VII lover, so it will not be in this top five. The remake does a good job of making everyone feel different. Yeah, because, I believe that. I mean, it's just an entirely different system. But I'm still not convinced the remake will ever be finished, so I will never play it. But I mean, the next one will probably just be out on PS5, and I won't have that. <laughs> um, but I would say probably, and these top three fluctuate a lot. But probably six, nine, ten. Um, yeah, yeah, six, nine, ten, uh, four, and then five, probably. Ooh, with butts. There's a translation error. The main character's name is Barts. Barts. But and I think the first English version of the game was it butts. It was said butts. <laughs> um, yeah, five. I really like five, but it just doesn't have the characters of four. The characters uh-huh. in four are so good. I agree. I agree with you about liking four more than five. Um, Kane, coolest ca- coolest Final Fantasy character. Love me some Kane. Um, not the best Final Fantasy character. That's Vivi, and we'll always be Vivi. Mm-hmm. We've been over this. Well, actually, he wasn't eligible for that last list we made because it was only post seven characters post seven. Yeah, but I don't feel like there's a ton of pre seven, with the exception of six and four of characters. And I'm like, yeah, I remember them. I. I really like some of the characters in 4. They're uh-huh. just not as... They, their personalities aren't as big as 4 or 6. And, and 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 in 6, there's just so many so many characters, and so many of them stand out for so many different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good characters in that one. Um, so yeah, there's our last limit break for a little while, because I'm playing Pokemon now, and I don't want to hear about that. I am playing the three-hour demo of Triangle Strategy. 
See, I don't want to play it and then have to wait for it to come out. Oh, I can't. But I'm also at a point with stop. Pokemon where I'm like, do I want to keep doing this right now or do I want to play Final Fantasy VII and just get it out of the way? Mm. See, I would feel like you needed the palate cleanser. I don't know if I've been cleansed. I might have been cleansed by now. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to probably uh, play the demo of Triangle Strategy four or five times. Okay. I mean, there's branching paths. Yeah. So see where you end up and where you want to be. So that I'm, glad is, you're, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Well. I assume you're enjoying it. Yeah. I've be, I've done one battle, but. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to getting into that one. It doesn't come out until March, though. But comes I'm up, sure that's. Comes out the week before spring break. All you're wanting to hear from us. Mm-hmm. Dizzy, thank you again. Yeah. Can't thank you enough. Come on the show. Bring the rock with you. I know you're old friends. <laughs> Um, Dwayne uh, Hi Fi Mike We'll have to ask them next week Because they're such Wrestling guys mm-hmm. If they if they have any Industry hookups <laughs> They've never gotten The Rock for their show Because uh, They don't want to be busy You know Yeah they're like We respect you too much These guys don't <laughs> Yeah Come on baby. We know you as a wrestler They know you as an actor uh-huh. Uh huh So you know It's just kind of a different Different relationship But In all seriousness That's all I've got that's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever, so long world. So long world. When the Boy Meets World.